Greetings, wonderful boys and girls, and welcome to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Sheree Hardy, and today I will be reading The English Roses. This book was written by Madonna, and it was illustrated by Jeffrey Forimari. If you have a copy, feel free to read along with me. But if you don't, it's quite okay. Get in a very comfortable place. Get relaxed and listen to The English Roses. Have you ever heard of the English roses? Here is what they are not. A box of chocolates, a football team, flowers growing in the garden. What they are is this, four little girls named Nicole, Amy, Charlotte, and Grace. Here are some things you should know about them. They go to the same school and live in the same neighborhood. They play the same games, read the same books, and like the same boys. They have picnics in the summer and ice skating parties in the winter. They are practically glued to each other at the hip. Most of all, they love to dance. It all sounds so perfectly fun and nice, and in many ways it was. But there was only one problem they were a little bit jealous of another girl in the neighborhood. Her name was Bina, and here are some things you should know about her. She was very, very beautiful. She had long, silky hair and skin like milk and honey. She was an excellent student and very good at sports. She was always kind to people. She was special, but but she was sad because even though she was the most beautiful girl anyone had ever seen, she was also very lonely. She had no friends, and everywhere she went, she was alone. By now, you're probably wondering, what's the big deal? If she was so nice, why didn't the English Roses invite her over for a cup of tea? Listen, I already told you why, because they were a little jealous. Well, maybe more than a little. Haven't you ever been green with envy or felt like you were about to explode if you didn't get what somebody else had? If you say no, you are telling a big fat fib and I am going to tell your mother. Now, stop interrupting me. You see, the English roses wanted to be friendly and they knew that Bina was lonely. But they could not bring themselves to be nice to her because everywhere they went, this is what they heard. What a beauty she is. She shines like a star. That Bina is something else. When Nicole and Amy and Charlotte and Grace heard people speak this way about Bina, they always felt like they were going to be sick. This is what they would say. How could anyone be so perfect? No one ever says that about us. It's not fair to have so much. Let's pretend we don't see her when she walks by. Let's push her into the lake. And that is what they did. No, silly. Not the lake part. The pretending not to see her part. And so time went on and the English roses continued to have fun with each other while Bina remained alone. One night when all the girls were having a sleepover party at Nicole's house, her mother peeked her head around the corner and said, Do you mind if I come in and have a chat with all of you? Don't worry, Mom. We're going to go to bed soon, said Nicole. Just let us finish our pillow fight. 
That's not why I came in here, her mother replied. I want to talk to you about Bina. She lives down the street. She goes to your school. She likes to do all the same things you like to do, and yet you never invite her over or make any effort to be friendly with her. There was a very long pause. The English roses looked around the room at one another. Amy was the first to speak. She thinks she's God's gift to creation just because she's beautiful. Yes, why should we invite her over? She gets enough attention already, Charlotte joined in. It's not that we don't like her, said Nicole. It's just that she's probably stuck up. Pretty girls usually are. Nicole's mother thought about this for a moment. And then she said, I think you girls are being unfair. She looks like she could really use a friend, and you haven't even had a conversation with her. How do you know what kind of person she is? How would you like it if people decided whether they were going to be nice to you based on how you look? The girls knew she had a point, but they didn't want to say it. Suddenly, they didn't feel like having a pillow fight. Please think about what I've said, said Nicole's mother, and she stood up and kissed each of them good all good night. When her mother was gone, Nicole turned out the light and the girls lay awake in the dark for quite a while thinking about what Nicole's mother had said. No one said a word, and eventually they all fell fast asleep. And while they were sleeping, they each had the same dream. Here is what they dreamed. All four of them were having a picnic in the park, complaining, as usual, about how beautiful Bina was, how she got too much attention, and how unfair it was for them, when suddenly a fairy godmother appeared. She was short and plump and very jolly looking. Listen, why am I telling you this? Don't you know what a fairy godmother looks like? Anyway, she landed right on top of Charlotte's sandwich. Oh, excuse me. Is that pumpernickel bread? She said, sniffing there. I just love the smell of pumpernickel. The girls sat and stared at her with their mouths open because they had never seen a fairy godmother before. Ahem, said the fairy godmother, clearing her throat. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation, and it sounds like you are all quite dissatisfied with who you are, which makes me very unhappy, and I would like to offer you the opportunity to be someone else. What do you mean? asked Charlotte, pulling her sandwich out from underneath the fairy godmother's bottom. What I mean, replied the fairy, and please do not interrupt me, is that if you are so jealous of Pina, then by all means you should be someone else. In fact, perhaps one of you would even like to trade places with Pina? Oh, that's silly. How could we possibly be someone else? interrupted Grace. Well, if you would just let me finish, harumped the fairy. When I sprinkle my magic dust over you, you can be whoever you'd like to be. But first, you might want to fly over to Bina's house with me and spend some time with her just to make sure that her life is to your liking, or anyone else's for that matter. The girls all gulped and nodded, and finally Nicole said, But, but, she'll see us looking through the window and she'll think, were burglars or something. Yeah, she might call the police, added Amy. Oh, nonsense, scoffed the fairy. 
nibbling on Charlotte's chocolate chip cookie. When I sprinkle the, your you with magic, fairy dust, you will be invisible, and you can go wherever you want to, and no one will ever see you. The girls sat there speechless, which didn't happen very often, I can assure you. Well, don't just sit there stuffing your faces, tooted the fairy, stuffing her face. My time is very valuable. The girls leaned forward and whispered quietly for a moment. They decided that even though the fairy took their cookies without asking, she seemed rather harmless. And anyway, they couldn't turn down the chance to spy on Bina without no- her knowing they were there. So they asked to be sprinkled with fairy dust, and off they flew to Bina's house. Suddenly, they found themselves sitting around Bina's kitchen table, and there on her hands and knees was Bina, scrubbing the floor. Sweat was dripping from her forehead, and she looked very tired. All at once, her father came into the room and said, It's getting late, Bina. When you finish scrubbing the floor, I think you should start cooking dinner. I'm going outside to fix the car. Bina smiled and said, Okay, Papa. Then he was gone. Bina proceeded to do a multitude of tasks when she finished cleaning the floor. She peeled potatoes. She chopped onions. She set the table. She scaled the fish. She washed and ironed the clothes. And finally, she emptied the trash. The English roses couldn't believe their eyes. They had never seen a girl work so hard in their lives. She reminds me of Cinderella, said Amy. She looks like she hasn't combed her hair in a week, remarked Charlotte. Where is her mother? asked Nicole. She doesn't have a mother, replied the fairy godmother. She lives alone with her father, and he works all day. So when he comes home from school, she comes home from school, she has to clean the house and wash the clothes and cook the dinner. You mean she does it all by herself, asked Grace? Yes, you ninnies, answered the fairy. I just said she lives alone with her father. Well, what happened to her mother? asked Nicole. She died a very long time ago, poor thing, sighed the fairy. And as you know, Bina has no friends, so she spends all her time on her own. Well, come along, girls. Would you like to see what her bedroom looks like? The English roses all stood up to go, but they felt bad about leaving Bina behind all by herself with so much work. Oh, don't dawdle, ladies. I've got places to go and people to meet, said the fairy impatiently. So off they went to see Bina's room, see if Bina's room was to their liking. They were not prepared for what they saw, a simple room with a simple bed, a chest of drawers, a shelf full of books. There was, of course, one doll, but only one. Can you believe it? Well, you'd better, because I'm telling you. There was one picture in a frame and on the bedside table and all the girls gathered around to see who was in the picture. It was a beautiful photograph of Bina's mother. Nicole's eyes began to fill with tears. I feel so bad, she said. It must be awful not to have a mother. She must feel terribly alone, said Charlotte, and we haven't been very nice to her. Well, what do you say, interrupted the fairy godmother. Anyone want to trade places? There was a very long pause. The English roses looked at one another. 
It was so quiet you could hear a pin drop. I think we've made a terrible mistake, said Grace. I can't imagine living without my mom. I don't want to do so many chores, said Amy, and I don't know the first thing about cooking. Well, is there anyone else you'd like to be, asked the fairy godmother. Perhaps in another neighborhood, another city, or even another country. I'm sure I could arrange it for you. Please just let us go home to our own cozy beds and our families whom we love, begged Nicole. Yes, we want to go home, cried the rest of the girls. Suit yourself, said the fairy. But in the future, you might think twice before grumbling that someone else has a better life than you. As I said before, I'm a very busy woman. In the blink of an eye, the English roses were back in bed, fast asleep. When morning came, the girls awoke, relieved to find that they were still themselves. They told one another about their dream, and they promised each other that from that day on, they would be kinder to Bina and stop complaining about their own lives. First, they invited Bina to a tea party, and then they started walking to school with her. And not long after that, they were doing homework together. Bina even taught them how to bake an apple pie. They soon found out that she was very likable indeed. They grew to love her like a sister and often went to her house to help her with her chores. Time went on by, and soon everywhere the English roses went, Bina went with them. And you're not going to believe this, but people in the neighborhood started talking about them. And this is what they said. Those English roses are very special. What beautiful girls. They'll grow up to be incredible women one day. And you know what? They did. If you don't believe me, and then go and find out for yourself. I didn't make this up. The end. Woo, wow, that was great. Boys and girls, that was The English Roses written by Madonna, and it was illustrated by Jeffrey Fulgrimari. That was a wonderful story. Great life lesson there, boys and girls. I hope you enjoyed that. Have a beautiful day. Continue to shine. <laughs>